Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my co-host, Bree Tucker. Well, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? <laughs> we we are, are talking today about something that I think is really hard for moms in particular to do, and it's to say no. It is. It's so hard to say no. No to everybody because you, you want to make everybody happy. Yeah. It's like your kids ask you to do something. You can't, it's hard to say no. Like, it's funny. I was going to go into that and be like, your kids ask you to do something? No. The PTO <laughs> asked you to do something? No. <laughs> What's a Megan Trainer song? My name is No. My yeah, sign my is, is no. no. I like but that. In actuality, that's not how our lives play out because we are people pleasers. We do want to like show our kids in particular that like we're willing to help them out. But sometimes like it's hard to figure out what that limit is. And how do we balance the no's with like actually being helpful people? I mean, that's this thing I struggle with so often. Uh, so today's is the good one. We're going to give you a plan. We're going to give you lots of fun stories too. And hopefully hearing our experiences with it will have you more likely to say no as well. If you're looking for another podcast to add your rotation, we have got one for you. Our friends over at the Okayest Moms, the podcast too, they are amazing and you will utterly love their podcast. Okayest Moms, the podcast is a community for the imperfect modern mom, which hello. Every Tuesday, co-hosts Brittany and Heather talk about a wide range of motherhood topics. They believe that every mom deserves an identity outside of motherhood. Yep. Self-care is more than a shower. You bet and that motherhood looks differently for everyone. And don't miss their monthly OKS Moms Moments episodes where they share real-life stories about the messy and perfect side of motherhood. You know, the kind that kind of leaves you so that you don't dare share on social media and you only share with your best friends because they're the ones that aren't going to judge you. So check them out, people. Check out the OKS Moms podcast anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And now, on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. We are talking about how to say no to others and actually stick with it because I think we get all this advice, Bree, on that we should be saying no more in our lives. And then I don't know about you, but I go and I say the no and then I immediately feel guilty and dial back my no. (laughs) So it becomes a less stronger no than I said in the first place. I think that does happen to me a lot. Yeah. I probably don't realize it, but it does. Or even if I don't dial it back, I want to dial it back. Yeah. And then I have to go to like my support system at home. I'll go to Miguel and I'll be like, tell me I'm making the right choice. Tell me not to waver. And he's like, don't waver. Don't waver. (laughs) You need to stay strong. Yeah. Yeah. Stay strong. Stay strong, my friend. Stay strong. One of the indications that you might need to say no a little bit more is if you're feeling really burnt out, if you're feeling constantly pressed upon that people are asking you things and you can't possibly keep up or if you're feeling that life is just not fun yeah 
If yeah. it's not fun and you're not setting those boundaries in place to do stuff that you think is fun, that could be uh, an indication that no needs to make a bigger appearance in your life. And I say this from like personal experience because I lately have been delving into what do I actually find fun and what do I want to carve out time to do and it's really hard because I mean my daughter's 13 my son is nine I've been a mom for quite a while and I've been kind of here accepting what everyone else needs for quite a while and not realizing that I've lost a bit of what I find fun because I've been so concerned about everyone else. Well, okay, I 100% hear that, but let's also give some credit to the lovely global pandemic. Yeah, I mean, that the pandemic sucked, did not help. That it didn't sucked help. out a lot of, I feel like a lot of us had made some gains mm-hmm. in our lives where like maybe we were having time carved out. We had figured out some routines and things that worked. And then the pandemic went on and on for a you know, couple of years. Mm-hmm. And that greatly impacted how we could do things, especially moms. Like we have podcast episodes where we talked about like the unfair weight upon moms during the pandemic. I feel like coming out of it now, even having been out of it for for a little while now, and I don't even know how to look back at this episode, it's going to be so dated by saying that, but we may have had time to do things. And then now we're not even sure where to start to get back to where we were. Yeah, I think it's an age old problem, though, because I remember my mom, like early 90s, she would just go to work and she would come home. And then even then I saw it. I saw that she was not doing anything for herself and she was not doing anything fun. And I would ask her about it. I'd be like, hey, mom, like she would come home and like, I'm sure I was so helpful in this. Oh, my gosh, it started so early. But she'd be like, I just don't have time to work out. And here I am coming in with all my helpful suggestions at like 11, 12 years old being like, mom, you have a gym at your work. Why don't you just stay after work and you can like work out there and she's like no I don't have time for that like I need to come home I need to make dinner I need to do all these things and even then and I think it was very common then I think it's very common now but she didn't go out with friends ever she didn't have many friends outside of our family members and it just became this routine of you come home you do the kids stuff you sit down you watch tv you wake up you do it over again and it's never that consideration for what else do I want to do rather than kind of going with the flow. And society tells us that we should be fulfilled enough with that. Yeah. And that's the issue. That's the issue because society's like, Oh, like you have like a great family and you have a job and a roof over your head and this is it, but it's not, (laughs) it's not it. (laughs) No, no. I have to say, honestly, the best thing that ever happened to me on my journey to learn to say no was my divorce. Yeah, it forced me to face a lot of things about my life that I didn't want to face that I had no real identity outside of being a wife and a mom. I had no idea what I enjoyed doing because oh my goodness, if you try jumping back into that whole pool of dating, Mm. oh, like after having not done it for 20 plus years, that's real fun when people are like, what do you like doing? And you're like, uh. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I like I like a good dinner out. Like that was exciting because I didn't have to do dishes. Like, like yes. <laughs> really? That's the best you can come up with. So like, yeah, it taught me a lot about how to say no. And it also taught me a lot about what's important to me in terms of boundaries with personal relationships, with friends, with dating, all that. Were you swiping and you're like, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. Some practice with saying all the no. I'm going to plead the fifth. (laughs) But like what you said is right. It's hard when you you get in the routine, you're around people who you're familiar with, Mm -hmm. and you don't ever go outside of your comfort zone because the routine really sucks you in, especially when you have kids. Yeah. Because you're constantly trying to manage your own energy that – you, you don't know what's okay to do and what's okay not to do. I mean, I bring it back to our trip to Italy, which was about a year ago now, which I'm like, we need another trip. But it was so hard to say yes to because there was all that things I would be saying no to in terms of my kids. I was saying no to they usually do a fall theater camp and I would be missing their show. I was saying no to them for that. I was saying no to them that they could come on every vacation I ever go on with me. Like there's a lot of guilt that comes with that. That's a whole nother episode. Thinking (laughs) that like you need to take your kids along on every fun thing you do. That's an issue that we should get in. (laughs) Yep. Because I I struggle with that too. But there are so many things there. And the point of this is that you can't say no if you don't know what you want to do. Right. Because there's, if there's nothing that you're saying, yes, it's a hell yes for, then there, your no's become much harder to say because and you don't have those priorities in place. Like we do in our Calm and Happy Parenting class. That's the first thing we do. We're like, what are your priorities? What do you want to get done? What do you want to do? Else you can't say no to the things that don't serve that. I've been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs even on busy mornings. And oh my gosh, has it been busy lately. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every day and it makes me feel energized even like I still add the coffee on there because I like it a lot AG1 tastes really good too and I enjoy my glass every single morning AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner if you want to take ownership of your health it starts with AG1 Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. Check it out. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. 
Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Well, so then let's start showing them like what are things that they can do so that we can get these, we can not only just tell you that you're allowed to say no, but get you to really understand, feel, and know what your next steps are. Yes. So first of all, if you don't know what you want to do, it's time to explore. <laughs> and like exploring. You got really excited about that one. <laughs> it's, it's fun. And it's like, it's a process I'm on right now because especially with the pandemic, like there was not many things new we could do. Exactly. We right? couldn't try new things. We couldn't go new places. We couldn't do any of that. So um, exploring is a great thing. I mean, I just did my first Dungeon and Dragons night with my husband and his friends. I'd never experienced it before. And honestly, I thought it was a nerd thing, guys. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> but it's not. It's not. It was one of those perceptions that I like held so tightly to. And sometimes when we do that to ourselves, like we prevent ourselves from trying new things mm-hmm. when we think that new thing is something that's not worth our time or like we assume it's something different than it is when we haven't even tried it. Well, that's that. That's true. Assuming makes an A out of you and me. Like uh, assuming yeah. is is going to be the real killer of most of most situations, mm-hmm. right? But I'm going back to the whole Dungeons and Dragons. I'm just going to say Stranger Things did make it pretty cool. They played, I gotta say. Okay, it was added in a later season because I'm only in the middle of season three. Did they play Dungeons and Dragons in season one? I can't yeah, remember. They do. Okay, it's it's I a just theme through the whole it. show. Oh. Really, I need to go back and watch it now that I know what Dungeons and Dragons actually yep. is. And all the and all the creatures are Dungeons and Dragons characters. Uh, really? And then the fourth season, I mean, Hellfire Club, they're <gasps> awesome. And Eddie, but you haven't gotten. I haven't gotten there. I'm middle of season three. They just escaped the Russian base. Oh, you're gonna love it. Okay, well, but anyway, uh, they, I'm just saying they brought Dungeons and Dragons back to the forefront, and I do think that you're right. Like many of us are like back from the growing up in the '80s, like oh, that's just what nerds do. But no, there's really so, and honestly. My son enjoyed playing it. He hasn't played it a lot because pandemic happened right when he was starting it. Mm-hmm. So kind of put a squish on that. Yeah. But I will say that when he tried to explain it to me, I was like, my head is about to explode. This is such a complex game. It is such a complex game. And so the thing- to say it's like not fun, like if, there, if you like complex things, like figuring things out and you like creating, like it's an awesome game. But it's like, it's not even like you don't have to know all the things going in. And yeah. it's almost great going in. Like I just went in as a beginner, like, and he's like, okay, you have to roll a D20 and you have like 10 dice in your hand. And I just like, put all the dice in my hand and I held it out and I'm like which one is a d20 and a d20 (laughs) just means a 20-sided dice but it's like also coming in like just as a beginner is great but things I found out about myself in there is that when you're playing a character you like you can leave your people pleasing and like throw it out the window because you could be like as mean and as rude and just say all the things that you ever want to say or do all the things like you're afraid to do in real life. And that's a benefit of role playing. You just get to be silly. And I cannot picture you being harsh on that, though. I'm Your not was still a nice person. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty. I mean, I'm basically a She-Hulk wizard. That's my character in Dungeons and Dragons. I'm a She-Hulk wizard. And I was the one the goblins attacked. And I'm like, I'm going out front to, to see what's going on. And if you're ever a wizard in Dungeons and Dragons, don't do that. Because wizards have like no fighting power and you will die. Okay. So, <laughs> I got knocked unconscious about an hour into the game. And it was a four-hour game. So I was just That's like, Everything it takes a lot of commitment, but it's still it's, it's good. But, but still, we could talk about Dungeons and Dungeons and Dragons yes. a lot here. But it, it brought you joy, it, obviously. It brought me joy of something unexpected, and it's just trying those new things. And 
knowing what you like and what you don't like. And the same goes for we went on the river on Sunday. You invited me to the river. Mm -hmm. And there were all of these complications in my mind. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do with the kids? Oh, my husband has like a training bike ride he's going to go on. Like every, there was a lot of everything no's. came up until I realized I'm like, you know what? This makes me happy. And I went to my husband. I'm like, so I want to go on the river. And my husband's cool. He's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll just do a Peloton ride that day and not go out on my. And that was a huge. That was a huge reason for your no in your mm -hmm. head was that he had something going on. Yes. You couldn't ask him. Yes, I was trying to protect my husband. Yep. Which I think we all do. we all do that for so many members of our family. We try to we try to anticipate what their needs are going to be mm -hmm. and to try to not make their lives harder. And that's what causes it to be so hard for us to say no. no. Could we also could we go out because I think this is really related. But whenever we do have like a girls night out or something um, and I, I don't think our group of friends has done this, but I've seen other people do this where they will prepare the whole night for their husbands. They'll be like, they will make a dinner ahead of time. They will make sure that the kids have all of their clothes laid out for bedtime. They will like make the process as easy as possible. So then they go out and their husbands don't have to do a single thing while they're gone. Like they make minimal effort as possible. It's exhausting. And I know, but it happens a lot. It happens a lot. And I have friends who we go on vacation with or like go to like a work event. And she's like saying like all of these lists of stuff she left in terms of instructions and meals she had to prepare ahead of time. And it's just like, it that's doesn't have you, to be that hard to do the things you want to do. That's like, when you got to take a step back and be like, all right, can my spouse really handle this? chances are they can yes I'm grown adult yes. too much <laughs> yeah and if they knew how little we were thinking that their abilities were they may not be so happy about that list yeah <laughs> and those meals I don't know I'm just throwing that out there I don't know everybody's relationship but man I would be a little insulted but personally. if like one of those things that is holding your you back is that it is too much work to do what you want to do look to see what work that you have on your plate and what you're expecting yourself to do because because odds are that if you have a partner, they could take a lot of that off your plate for you. That yeah. you won't even have to think about it. You're just like, I need some time. I need to go. Yeah. So, okay. You have another point on here about like framing your no. Framing your no. Let's talk about that. Okay. So there are so many situations where you can say no, especially to your kids. So once you know exactly like what your priorities are. So in this example, one of my priorities is that my kids are really self-sufficient in the house and they do their chores on their own. Um, and second to that is I do want them to be kind and helpful to others. Mm -hmm. But there is a boundary. And some of those boundaries are a little like fuzzy. So this weekend, my daughter was working on something for school and she had her laundry in the washer and she's 13. And she asked me, she's like, hey, mom, like I'm working on this poster right now. Can you go and switch my laundry for me? And I was here trying to like get meal plans ready for the week and trying to get so other stuff ready myself. Yeah. I was doing something as well. And I'm, I told her because I knew I had it had to be a no. I'm not going to stop everything I'm doing just right. to like help her change laundry, which is not an urgent need that could definitely wait until she was done with her poster. Right. And so I told her, I'm like, you know, I, I, I would love to help you out. I started with a nice but I have these things I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. So I can't. Yeah. And that's all I did. Yep. And I said no. It's like one of my things that I, I do sometimes, it's not that simple of a situation. Like mine would be, well, maybe it is simple. It's, it's all simple depending on how you look at it. So like my daughter came down one day and wanted, a, uh, wanted to go to the mall. 
Mm-hmm. She wanted to go shopping to get a new outfit. I forget what the reason was, but there was a legit reason. And um, that day I couldn't, but I was, but I told her like, I can't, I can't take you today, but maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And she just kept harping and harping and harping on it. And so finally I just started going into my favorite statement. I love you and no, mm-hmm. I love you and no. And finally, like she was able to stop and respect the no and move on. Was she upset? Yeah. Did she like stomp a little? Yeah. It took her a couple hours, but she calmed down. Eventually came downstairs, tried to plead her case one more time. And I'm like, I gave you my reason why I couldn't. I have stuff I'm doing today. I love you and no. Mm-hmm. And then it finally stopped and we were good and we could move on. But it's that same thing. It's like the I love you. No. I'd love, I'd love to be able yeah. to help you. And no, it's it's okay. If, if it's too much and they're making you nervous, just stick with the I love you and no. I love you and no. It's a great phrase. Yes. I use that phrase Fantastic. a lot. <laughs> Especially when they, they come back again and again and yes. again and again and again. Because they try do. to get a different answer Because they time. do. And they then they do. go and they ask your husband, the, their dad. And then you and wonder, then and then you wonder if your kids have a career in being a lawyer. Yeah. Because they're <laughs> like, so this is good. interesting. And it Litigation. is also manipulative. <laughs> Let's talk about the word manipulation. <laughs> Let's do that. Oh, Lordy Lord. And then the hardest thing, I think, when you decide to set a boundary and say no to make space for something that you want to do is to stick to your no. Yeah. Because there are a lot of things that happen around it that make you feel really crappy. Like, really crappy. It's not an easy, like, oh, I'm going to go, well, in our case, to Italy on a cruise. And my family's going to be happy and wonderful when I come back. Uh, No. There were, like, crying phone calls. Mom, I miss you so much. And, like, all of those emotions and things you have to deal with. And... I would say overall, though, going through that experience that I would totally go and do it again, go to Italy and deal with all those things. Because when your kids push back, when you have other things happen because you've decided to do something, it's just life. It's just the challenges that come up. Yep. And And you're okay. And you know what's really great about sticking to your no Mm -hmm. is that you are teaching, you are modeling to others, especially your kids, the importance of sticking to healthy boundaries. Yes. And it's incredibly hard. Right? Mm -hmm. So you are modeling to them what healthy boundaries look like. And we started this episode with you sharing the story about your mom and the boundaries that she modeled to you Mm -hmm. and how a lot of us do take what we what we see from our parents, what we experience in our lives as as children in our family. And we take that and we roll with that in our in our lives as well. In your case, what you saw was a boundary that you were like, oh, goodness, I want I don't want that boundary Mm -hmm. going forward. But a lot of people don't have that experience. They'll be like, nope, mom never did anything on her own, so I should never do anything on my own. Yeah. And And you don't want your kids like that? No, that's not. In fact, I didn't even want kids. I pushed them off for a long, long time because of that, because they thought my life would be over. And it wasn't until I saw it modeled for me in terms of friends' kids that I'm like, oh, wait, the the parents still go out? They still go out? That's fantastic. (laughs) Who were your friends that modeled that for you? I'm curious. It was Josh's cousins who live in Colorado. They had a toddler at the time. We went to go stay with them. And they both had – they were starting their own company. And, yeah, it wasn't just mom staying at home and dad doing it. It I think these cousins, we have to thank for a lot of things. Yeah, (laughs) it was great. It was great. And it showed me that it's okay to have your own life outside of your kids, which I think is an important thing for everybody to know. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, 
a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Right. And sticking to your no, it's it's hard when you don't have people supporting you and in your corner with your no. Like if you stick to your no and then you're like mother-in-law, and I use only mother-in-law because I have a fantastic mother-in-law who would never, ever do this. So I would not get in trouble by using the mother-in-law comment. <laughs> My, but I know a lot of other people's mother-in-laws do, but they make they feel really, really guilty and saying like, no, you should be home with your children. Um, no, you should make sure your children are happy and well taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. All of those things. And it's so much pressure when you have someone else in your ear telling you you're making wrong decisions when you're not. Oh, wait. Is, can I throw in one more of those? Yes. The whole like, oh, gosh, you know, I was happy enough just being home with my kids. I'm, I don't understand no, why it's not good enough for you. That's so awful. Right? That's oh, so I was awful. just so excited to be a mom. That just made me oh! feel with everything. I, I don't know why that's not enough for you. Oh, if you are hearing these things, come <laughs> come to us. Please let us know. Yeah, please well, please hear us out. That's one of the great things about our Calm and Happy Parenting program and our Balance VIP coaching support group is because like we are there to like help you stick to your nose and to show you like, hey, this is like brand new world on the other side of setting boundaries and communicating with kids. And you can still take care of yourself and have this great life with your family. Because you need your team. You need your team that has your your back that is there to tell you you've got this yeah you can do this it's okay you're not being selfish no all these things that is one of the big things I love about calm and happy parenting and balance because that is the support we provide but like you need so many of us in your corner yeah so many of us have been told that we've been told that by wanting to do things on your own you're Mm -hmm. being selfish Mm -hmm. by and you're not you need to have healthy boundaries because you can't be everyone's everything all the time no there's not enough left for you and can I tell you the broad scale manipulation that comes from kids like they are the best at manipulating and I love like it and it's not to say they do this intentionally they don't they're just looking to fulfill a need and they don't know how to fulfill it in a respectable way yeah but like for instance we went to the river came back around noon my son I was told he was totally fine the entire time I walk in the door mom 
I'm so hungry. I didn't eat breakfast. I didn't eat breakfast, mom. And like dad wouldn't make me anything. And I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. And I'm like feeling here like I just came back from an enjoyable time at the river. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And like sucked out. Why? Why is this happening right now? And then I like think of my husband and I'm like, why didn't he make him anything? Like that's the first thing that goes through my head until I go and talk to my husband. <laughs> 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 you're like so I like, just want to confirm some facts here I, I was just like hey like Eric came up to me and he was like this and he's like yeah I mean we woke up I asked him if he wanted anything he said no he'd find his own thing that was it yeah and I'm like well that your means- husband's like I took him at his I word was I not supposed to and did that and I'm like well that makes a lot of sense and so yeah that can happen and that can cause a lot of conflict between you and your spouse or your parenting partner because your kids will tell you one thing about how they viewed the situation when the actuality is so very different. <laughs> what did we just say about assuming people? Assuming, yes. Do not assume. Just try to get all the facts first. And you know what? If you're still on your high of your time alone, you can put that problem aside and be like, hey, I'm not going to go go talk to your dad about it then. Go I did. Talk to your dad. I did. I was like, oh, you're hungry? Oh, I'm hungry too. I'm just going to go take a shower really quick. Okay, bye. <laughs> and I went next, shut the door and I, I took a shower and the, my, my daughter was out there too and she came up afterwards. She's like, I just want you to know he was completely fine before you came in the door. <laughs> And then as soon as you went to take the shower, he was completely fine again and went to watch YouTube. And I'm like, yeah, I expected as much. <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel vindicated and mad at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <Doesn't it? laughs> You're like, I knew it. And then it's like, oh, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, well, there's a thing. A lot of uh, this is kind of an aside, but it's not an aside. A lot of uh, like popular messaging around boys is that they are very sensitive and that, you know, they have really big emotions. Um, and they need to be taken care of, which they do. It's all true. But so do girls. Boys are sometimes given a lot more leeway in terms of their emotional expression than girls are. Whereas boys are allowed to have these big outbursts and everything. And it's like it's normal, quote unquote, normal when we don't raise girls the same way. And I I see that and I am working with that with my son although it's really hard because it's ingrained in you like it's ingrained in me I do it automatically and I'm like oh he just has big emotions not realizing that this is a societal thing so much so so that I mean gosh I'm a Marvel fan I will go and quote all the Marvel to you all the time but in She-Hulk this first episode of She-Hulk if you remember in the Hulk he has a really hard time controlling when he's the Hulk right Mm -hmm. because he'll get mad he'll get angry and he'll turn into the Hulk And so the premise of She-Hulk, and I'm not really giving too much away here, is that they get in a car accident at the beginning. She's Bruce Banner's cousin. And some of his blood seeps into her open wound from the car accident. And she becomes a Hulk as well. So that's how she gets her abilities. So he was like, oh, no, you have to stay here away from people for a year. Like it took me a year to figure out how to control the Hulk. And she's able to do it like that. Like it's really fast. And when he's like, I don't understand this. And she's like, well, you said it comes from emotions. Me as a woman, like I'm not allowed to show my anger and emotions. If someone cat calls me, if someone yells at me at work, I have to control my emotions and I'm not allowed to react. So that's why I'm able to shift from the Hulk so easily because I can control those emotions. Interesting. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) because it's something that we're ingrained as women to do, not to show anger and to hold it all inside. It's kind of sad and kind of like, oh, that's how it is. Yeah. 
So it's, so, a, it's a superpower as well. Yes. So hopefully we have taught you your superpower. Yes. Of saying no and all the ways that you can do it. So please. And I want to say like too, like this episode was kind of inspired because we have our No Gut Mom Mindset, which we have a link to on, in the show notes here. And I'm allowed to say no is uh, is a, one of our mindsets there. It's actually mindset number three. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very important thing that we think is really important for you as a mom to have. So how to say no to others and stick to it is number one, be clear on your priorities. Number two, know how to frame your no. And number three, you're going to stick to your no, no matter your what. No, you know that there is going to be conflict and pushback coming up. It's we okay. shared some with ours. That's how it goes. You'll make it. You can do it. We believe in you. You are allowed to say no. And of course, we want you in Calm and Happy Parenting and Balance VIP. So we have a link for that in the show notes um, as well. And uh, until next time, the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. Everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking.